Hey, man, I'm a little nervous, Jake. Good. Lifelong fan, man. All right. All right, that's a big experience. The bedwetting will stop soon. <laughs> Ready? All right, three, two, what it was what if it be it's the one and only smooth vega and i am here it is i don't even know the words to find right now i am so honored to have our next guest he's about to release a new book he's a legend one of the greatest of all time the one the only jake the snake roberts um, well i appreciate the intro brother now all we got to do is uh somehow manage to get my level up good enough to hang with that look man first and foremost i want to say thank you you know right now you you're 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 here Despite all circumstances, you know, you've been yeah, sick recently. Yeah, so. I, I did, man. I, I'm just going to hit on it fairly briefly because we're still struggling with it. Um, about a week ago, man, I just uh, couldn't quit coughing and couldn't breathe. <laughs> That's not good, you know. And uh, wound up having to get to the hospital and uh, stay for a few days and... Uh, I wished I could say this was COVID, but it's not. It's not. Um, what I've got is worse than COVID. It's um, something that was passed down to me through the bloodlines, hereditary and all that stuff, you know, and uh, it's not your happy camper stuff, man. It's, it's issues with COPD. Of course, me being an ignorant son of a bitch, I smoke cigarettes, you dumb fuck. Guys, if you don't ever do anything in your life, just don't smoke, and you'll live much happier. Uh, I promise you that. Really. I mean, it's the bastard companies that, that hook us all and get us all into that. Such bullshit. But, yeah, it, it's uh, it's serious for me. Um, I don't get the right amount of oxygen into my blood, and that's not good. And... Um, I don't know how much it's going to limit me in my future. Uh, we're, we're testing it today for the first time to try to uh, go do something. I know that without the oxygen, if I talk for about 20 seconds, I'm done. I can't go anymore. Just It just doesn't, it's not there. So this is going to be something that I'm going to have to work with. And uh, the thing that I'm happy happiest about is that uh, I'm an AEW. And uh, they actually give a damn. <laughs> it's really wild. They actually care about the athletes. They actually get us the help that we need. They actually set up protocols so us dumbass wrestlers don't say, hey, I'm okay. I can get in there. And I got one arm missing. <laughs> you know, it's okay. You know, wrestlers just don't quit. We don't quit. We don't quit, man. I can't. You know, that's, that's what losers do. But these guys are smart enough to protect us from ourselves. And... Um, I am so over the top happy with them, the care that they've given Lance because he does have the COVID. And uh, but I, it's so weird, man, how that all happened. 
It's like he went down with the COVID, and then I went down the next night with this. And it's like, what? But that's just the way it turned out. And uh, again, I just, all I want to do is just get out there and do what I do, man. Absolutely. That's all I want. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm honored again to have you here. And speaking of AEW, I want to go back to whenever you uh, made your debut at yeah. AEW Dynamite. Yeah. You came out, great pop, cut a, a killer promo on yeah. Cody, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and in that promo, you mentioned being clean and sober. Yeah. You got a hell of a pop. For yeah. me, I say this on behalf of wrestling fans all across the world. It feels so damn good to have you here in oh, 2020, man. still delivering. I wouldn't have been here, man. You know, but I'm to be here, man, gone, we are man. we are so proud of you, man. Yeah, we are so proud you. of you as a lifelong fan. You know, we, we, our generation grew up on you. You are part of our yeah. childhood, and and we we are extremely proud of you. And, and it's hard for me not to be moved by your story, your testimony. Yeah. You know, I was watching uh, some some film on you last night. I was choking up. And again, I, I mean, despite all circumstances, you're here. So again, Jake, thank you so much, man. Well. It just goes to that thing, man, never give up. You know, uh, I certainly had a lot of crap put in front of me that I shouldn't have had. And then I loaded it up with some more crap that I shouldn't have got involved with. And then I got into alcohol and drugs. Why? Because I was trying to medicate and trying to hide from the real problem. You know, and uh, I just want to tell anybody, anybody listening out there, man, if you've got people that are touching you, um, doing things to you that you don't like, tell somebody. In fact, don't tell somebody. Tell everybody. They'll back up off your ass. They don't want to be exposed. But, uh, yeah, you got to get help, man. Help is the key to anything. You know, you're, you're not the toughest son bitch in the world anymore, Jake. So get help. You know, and uh, I was very fortunate to have somebody that cared about me enough and not in Diamond Dallas Page. And, uh, you know, people have, have said things like, well, the only reason he did it is because he's your buddy. Okay, so what? Yeah. I'm alive, bitch. <laughs> you know, so yeah. fuck you. You know, <laughs> and uh, then they said, well, the only reason he had done it because he wanted to do that movie so it would help his business. So? <laughs> Smart guy, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't get where all that jealousy bullshit comes from. But... Yeah, Dallas has helped me. Dallas has also helped hundreds of thousands of other people, man, with this DDP yoga. And that's the best shit on the planet. I don't care who you are. I've got to see if I can do it with this. I think I can. Because where there's a will, there's a way. And we're going to get it done. But, you know, people just, you just need to back up and look, man. You know, the proof is in the product. And my product's still out there. You know, I went and did that thing with AEW. Let me tell you how emotional that was for me. 1997 was my actual last WWE match. So I had not been in the ring since then, you know, with WWE. So to go from being on, um, sorry. You go from being on uh, independent shows and and what have you, from the WWE to independent, that's a long fall. Yeah. You know, and then now all of a sudden you're not working at all. You're not in wrestling anymore because you're too damned old. 
So you're completely away from it. And then to walk into a building that is so loud. And as soon as I came out, man, oh my God. I felt like, I felt like the hair on my arms was growing. I felt like my hair was all like doing all this stuff here, you know, just flittering. The electricity that you receive. The fans don't get it. Guys, let me tell you something. I watched those poor bastards during this pandemic go out there and wrestle with no people. Holy shit, you know how much that hurts? It hurts 10 times more when there's no people because we can't get that energy from you, you know? You guys are the ones that bring us the fuel to put on the fire so we can make this thing get hot. Man, those poor guys were out there slugging it out, beating the shit out of each other, man, with no fans. I don't know that I could have done it. But for me to walk back out into that ring after 22 years, of exile and to get that kind of response tells me how smart you wrestling fans are because <laughs> uh, you were still digging my shit and uh, it's really awesome man to be at AEW has just been such a blessing for me I'm so happy there it's the way wrestling's supposed to be the guys get the opportunity to put their input in there their thoughts in there you know you can't have a great product when you got people writing your television that's never been in wrestling. I don't get that. Where's that thinking coming from? Oh, I know where his thinking is at. Vince's thinking is, I am so friggin' good that I can make chicken soup out of chicken shit and I can use idiots to fucking write for me. That's how big my product is. And he's, Pretty much right because he's got so much TV time he can get over anything but you give somebody an upstart like AEW that's got a bunch of hungry goddamn kids out there man these guys are hungry man because they're the guys they're always told maybe next year yeah. or uh, you don't really have what we're looking for you don't have that look you know <laughs> Who picks the looks, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, it's sad, man, to, to spend your whole life working towards a goal, whether it be professional wrestling or, or an artist of any type or anything, and then to be told there's not room for you. Wait a minute, man, I just dedicated my whole life to this. And just because you don't feel like giving me the chance, you're telling me that I'm not worthy of it? Really? Oh, damn, man. <laughs> well, you know, 2020 has been a pretty fucked up year. Oh, yeah. I'll give it that. <laughs> but that 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 um, debut that you had at AEW was yeah, definitely was tough, a man. highlight of the year. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. highlight of the year. Uh, let's talk about this book that you have coming yeah. out. You know, uh, I you know I went back and did, did some research last night. Uh, watched a lot of Jake the Snake film. <laughs> had a plethora to go through. Yeah. Uh, watched yeah, The Resurrection. Yeah. Watched yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you, you have a well-documented story. Yeah. Um, you know, you touched on a, about a little bit of a yeah, little while yeah. ago on it. There's a lot of pages to it, bro. So let's talk about this book. Cause well, this, this book, book is going to be completely different than any other wrestling book you've ever read. Number one, it's true. Every bit of it. Number two, I wrote it. Me. Not me with help from Joe and Susan and Bill and Claudia. Just me. That's why it took so damn long to do it. I've spent nearly 10 years on this book. Wow. 
But I wanted it to say more than I'm a wrestler. I wanted to tell it why I became a wrestler, how I became a wrestler, where I became a wrestler, when I became that wrestler. I wanted to go through all of it. I wanted to explain to the people the back scene feelings that you go through for that first match and for your last match. I wanted to, to, to discover and protect what I feel is right and the right way to do things. You know, I mean, I explained in the book how what's the correct way to do this or to do that. So it, it gives you the ins and outs, more or less, of the duck's rear end and lets you look through the shit to sort it out. But it is a thick book, uh, between five and 600 pages, I believe, so far. And uh, it's going to be intense. Uh, if it doesn't go number one on the bestseller list, I will be a pissed off son of a bitch. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> because right now, the number one wrestling book is not even written by a wrestler. Are you friggin' kidding me? <laughs> Do you guys know that? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one wrestling book in America today, the guys never even fucking wrestled. What the fuck? <laughs> So do you know when the book is going to be out? Or do we have a title for the book? No, we, I don't have a title for the book either. I need help. So, I wanted to call it that fucking book. That fucking book. You there know. you go, that fucking book. Beyond the fucking book and the bullshit. <laughs> uh, let me think. No, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. I know that it'll just happen. That's the way it does in my life. Things just come to me. And when it does, I'll put it down, man. I've had some great suggestions and stuff. But as far as when, man... Before Christmas, that's all I'm trying to do, man. Yeah, we got to get it. I out got there. it out there. I got to get it out there before Christmas, and that's getting fairly close. We're damn near ready to go into print, but we're probably ten days away from going into print. Awesome. Well, let's talk about the origin of Jake the Snake. You know, you oh, you, me you mentioned that this book touches on that. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I go through all of it, man. And you know, obviously, me watching the resurrection. You know, mm -hmm. you you you. It was, it's, it's so moving watching that piece, that documentary, well, overcoming, you know, going, you know, sobriety, overcoming yeah. addiction. And I wanted to personally ask you, you know, I, I watched your Hall of Fame speech, which mm -hmm. by the way was my favorite speech of all time. And I'm not just Appreciate saying that because you're here. Uh, I, I want to know how does Jake the Snake go from saying, hey, at, at one point in my life, I was envious of the guys that went before me, that passed before me, mm -hmm. to the guy that's now sober, over, overcome all yeah, demons, man. and is still cutting some badass promos <laughs> in 2020, you know? I can't tell you how much fun it is, man. I mean, <laughs> doing promos is, is a gift. Um, being a performer is a gift. I mean, there's a lot of people that will tell you that you get so far on talent, but you gotta have that it factor. Now, it is called charisma. Some people have it and don't even know it. You can't go buy it, you can't steal it. Either you got it or you don't. For instance, Dusty Rhodes was not a handsome fellow. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes was not a body beautiful guy. But Dusty Rhodes had it. You couldn't help but love him. He went crazy for him. He was fucking an unbelievable performer because he had it. Well, I didn't even want to be in wrestling. I hated wrestling because my wow. father wrestled. 
And I tried to blame my father's absentee, absentee fathering to, and tried to blame it on wrestling. But that wasn't it at all. The bottom line was my father was just a fucking asshole and a pedophile. And uh, he didn't give a shit about us anyway, you know? That was the truth, you know? Why are you making excuses for somebody like that? I don't know. And I did, because you don't want that exposed, you know? You're ashamed. You don't want to feel that pain. You don't want to have people looking at you. All these feelings coming at you. So you got to do something with all that shit. So for me, I wanted to create a character, Jake the Snake, that people wouldn't want to get near. Well, how do you do that? Well. Put a 15-foot snake in a bag and put it beside you. Chances are people will leave the fucking alone, man. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to hear about this shit. They damn sure don't want you touching that bag. So that kind of gave me a little push off of them, man. But uh, through the book, you'll, you'll understand the struggles that I went through and the pain and the shame. Shame is such an evil tool, man, because shame is something you have to put on yourself. Yeah. You know, nobody can shame you. They can try, but you have to accept it to shame yourself. Once you've shamed yourself, you're screwed. But uh, we ain't doing that today. We're just breathing and happy about it. I gotta check this thing right quick, bro. All right, so Jake, icon, legend. You've had your face on many things. Yeah. Odd sucks. Send us a pair of this, uh, these socks with your, with your face on it, Jake the Snake. Oh my God. Jake the Snake socks. It's a sick fucking world, man. <laughs> I, I have to ask you. I thought it was with condoms. It was the same size. <laughs> right, let, me ask you, let me ask you, Jake. What is the craziest thing you've ever seen your face on? Merchandise-wise. Yeah, oh, merchandise-wise. <laughs> Panties. <laughs> Panties, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think probably I thought was the craziest was when they came out with the curtains and the uh, comforters and the pillowcases and sheets with me on there. I mean, like, like you're really gonna put your kid under this shit with me on it? And that's Jake the Snake, Odd Socks, uh, limited edition sock right here. Here you go, man. Wow. There you go, Jake. I could use them work. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned um, your father and, yeah. you know, or originally, like initially, you, you weren't a fan of professional wrestling because your father was actually professional wrestler right uh, I, I remember right. you know, again I was watching uh, I forgot what piece it was but I was watching one of the pieces and, and I recall seeing whenever you graduated high school him telling yeah. you that he wasn't proud of you and then mm. you've, you've talked about you know being molested by yeah. at the time your stepmother yeah uh, and how all of that just caused so much trauma that led yeah, to demons years later but when we talk about Jake the Snake Roberts the actual character because obviously when it comes to who you are as a pro wrestler, you know, ring psych in ring psychology, your in ring style, the believability behind mm. you. Obviously, your promo style is is the most revered promo style yeah. of all time. You know, you accidents happen, bro. <laughs> I, I I say it all the time. There would be no Viper or no man. John Moxley yeah. if it wasn't yeah. for Jake Snake Roberts. Oh, you no know? doubt, man. But I mean, I'm glad those guys picked up on him. Man, at least they're smart enough to do that. I mean. Um, you know, do, doing interviews, man, is something I took a lot of pride in. And um, one of the reasons I took so much pride in it is because it was so hard for me. And the reason it was so hard for me is because, like, in 1976, 77, I got a knee dropped in my throat. Well, it crushed my voice box. So for about four months, the only sounds you heard out of me were like, 
That was it. Kind of hard to do a promo like that, folks. You know. Um, but what do you do in wrestling? You've got to get back to where you can do them. So then I had to go to this real quiet thing and bring it back down. And then I just started thinking about it. That's one good thing about the old days, man. You, you had these long ass road trips every night. After the show, you'd have 200 miles drive home, brother. You can only talk about yourself so long, you know? Yeah. So pretty soon you're trying to think of other shit to talk about in that car on that road home. And you start trying to figure things out. Well, back in those days, you have two or three guys in a car and you could bounce all this stuff off of them and you could see their reactions. You could feel their reactions. So you started feeling what worked and what didn't work. Move forward. You just keep on going, man. Never give up. Never give up. That's what positivity is all about. And I can't tell people enough. All you got to worry is never give up. You hold on to that, you will win. Because to lose, you have to quit. Never give up. You ain't quitting. Yeah. You know, you're not going to make giant strides every day in your life. Some days you just got to sit still, man, and hold on. Being smart, man. Surround yourself by people that care about you, you know, really care about you. Not, not these good weather friends that, you know, show up whenever your check comes in, you know, and then they leave when you run out of money. No, find somebody that will pick you up off the ground when you're your very stinking worst. And they still want to hang on to you, man, and they tell you, hey, bro, I'm here for you. Now you've got something. If you put people around you that care, they help support this thing, man. I mean, when I first quit drinking, I didn't magically one day say, okay, today's the cutoff day and now I have no more feelings about that. Are you fucking kidding me? I was going absolutely apeshit crazy wanting my cocaine, wanting my booze, wanting this, wanting that. You know, what am I gonna do? Oh my God, I could not make it myself. I had to be wise enough to give the car to somebody else to drive. Because if I drive, I'm going down the wrong road. If I'm drive, I'm going down the wrong area. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna get the hookup, you know? Yeah, because that's the quick fix. We all want the quick fix, don't we? Nobody wants to work for something for 10 years before you get a fix. No, I want to snap my fingers magically and everything's gone. It don't happen that way. So. We just kept on pedaling, man. Well, you know, I, I asked about that that experience and that trauma that you went through at an early age yeah. in regards to the, 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 the dark medicine character that became yeah, the snake. Like, were there layers of that? Because sure, you sure. were fucking intimidating, sure. man. You were, to me, you were the real, the first real pro wrestler that I can recall. Like, this guy, everything about you seemed so it real. It was real. It was, it was, it was that, real. You know? See, for me, it was. Well, for us, and, it was. And, and I, put it out, I put it out there on you. And... You know, it's so crazy to say this, but it's the truth. I believe what I went through helped me make my interviews. Mm. What I went through helped me make that character because that character, number one, does not feel shit. Cold. Okay, cold as hell. Cold as ice. If he's smiling, it does not mean he's happy means you better look out, you know? So 
you, you got to go out there with that. And I feel like because as a young kid, I was put into a situation where I had to think quick because the bad guy's coming in the room or the bad woman's coming in the room. And now I've got to read her to see what kind of mood she's in and, and what kind of line she might believe. You know, if you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. You know, you gotta, you gotta, okay, she's in a bad mood, so I gotta be, I gotta say something cool to her, you know? But you gotta read all this shit in. So you le start learning how to read people. Once you know how to read people, you can do anything. Because I know exactly what to say to you if I can read you. You know? I know exactly what, I know which way you're gonna turn before you do. If I've read you properly. So learning how to read people was very important to my survival survival in that situation so i think that actually helped me in that but it's a sick fucking way to get it <laughs> yeah i mean I, as i was watching the promos last night and um man i mean any any young guy that's out there that's trying to break into the business they they should really study your tapes yeah, man, they should, you know? man. Uh, because you you just such a work of art but i, I i'm watching it you know in chronological order i'm watching it back oh, to yeah. back so i'm like oh shit like I'm noticing that there's bits there's and pieces of changes coming. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, obviously your contribution to the pro wrestling world mm. cannot be denied. I'm going to ask you something. I'm sure you've been asked a million times right. before, but I have to reiterate it. Uh, I feel that there's certain defining moments in pro wrestling, right? There's the, the, the slam with Andre the Giant that Hulk mm. Hogan had, the heel turn that Hogan had with NWO. But there's mm. one specific night uh, that, to me, defined a character. It was King of the Ring, 1996. Mm. There was a promo that was cut, mm. and you were the dancing partner on the promo. Mm. And it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Delivers a promo, says Austin 316. To me, that, that shot his character up to the next stratosphere. Absolutely. Donned the, and birthed this, this catchphrase, yeah. a shirt that went on to be yeah. the most popular yeah. pro wrestling shirt of all time. But it was you that right. he was in the program with. And in a lot of ways, with no Jake the Snake, that does not there exist. There is no Steve Austin. No Absolutely. doubt. And here's the thing. When Steve Austin first came to the WWF, he was the ringmaster. <laughs> yeah. That strikes fear in everybody, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to hold my ding-a-ling, you know. <laughs> and you had somebody else talking for you. Are you freaking kidding me? That's the number one thing I'm against is letting people talk for somebody else. Let's find out what this guy's about, not what this guy thinks he's about. But when Steve Austin came to WWF, I was helping write television. And I watched him. And I said, this motherfucker's got it, man. He's got that it factor, and he don't even know he's got it. He didn't. String-ass, blonde hair. Get rid of that shit. <laughs> yeah. He ain't got none left anyway. I know how that feels. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he started talking to me, and I started talking to him. He wanted to get better, and he was listening. Every night he was on the road, he would call me and just tell me what his match, what happened in his match, and how he dealt with it, and how he, how he brought it to the end, and what result it had. Did it make him bigger, smaller, what? So I worked with him. Well, at the same time, I'm helping write television. I'm starting to scoot him into places, you know? Yeah. It sort of as an afterthought, so nobody was watching. Well, then one day I told Vince, I said, that guy right there is going to be your next super, super star. 
You kidding me, Jake? <laughs> he said, that guy, he'll never make it past fifth, sixth match. He, wow. He's not a main eventer. I said, the fuck he ain't. He said, you think so? I said, yeah, I think so. And we tried the thing, and I guess it might have worked, huh? <laughs> well, you know, you know <laughs> they really blew it. That one shirt was good, but I got a shirt they didn't do that they should have that would have made that one shit. Austin's Ten Commandments. Wow. Thou shalt not kill unless thou art pissed. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife unless she's smoking hot. <laughs> thou shalt honor thy mother and father unless they're dicks, you know. Thou shalt not steal unless you want it, you know. <laughs> you get a soul of shit out of those two. <laughs> We're talking wrestling, not selling t-shirts. Well, you know, but I, I think the reason why I say that is because, like, the, you know, Austin was the face of the next era that came yeah, in. absolutely. With no Jake, what happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's... Again, your contribution, undeniable. Oh, undeniable. I love Steve, and he loves me, and he's thanked me many times for it. Uh, but the check's still in the mail, Steve. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, man. He deserved it, man. And Steve was one of those guys that had been lied to and screwed over, as we all are once you get into wrestling. <laughs> you know? But he'd really been given the double dose of it. He'd gotten a giant spoonful at WCW. They lied to him. They conned him. They screwed him. Then he went to ECW. Well, what do you think you're going to get there, fella? <laughs> Another dose. And now you're going to come to WWF last. And boy, oh boy. By then, Steve had gotten pretty calloused and uh, not trusting anybody. And... Uh, yeah, I guess that's where I failed. Because um, I don't want to live in a world like that. Yeah. Um, McMahon used to tell me, Jake, on your days off, you need to come up to Connecticut and sit down with me. What for? Well, we can talk about your future. Hey, I got three days off in the next 55 days. Three days. I like pussy. <laughs> I even, I even, check this out. I like my wife's pussy. You know, you know and, and I need to go home. Yeah. Well, Jake, you got to come in here and battle for your position. Why do I have to come in here and battle? Because you threw that bullshit up there. Vince hmm. McMahon liked having people kiss his ass. Beg. Beg for that spot. Dude, I'm not begging. I'm not begging. So you know, that, if I'm going to suck a dick, it's because I, I like to taste a dick. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, God damn, Jake, how do I not doing this? Well, you know, I would say this, look, obviously, so many people have said that you are one, if not the best pro wrestler to never hold the quote-unquote main yeah. title. Yeah. You've said it plenty of times that you never needed the main title. I didn't to make need you no title, man. To, 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 you a know, title is, is a ribbon you put on somebody's chest that don't have a chest. Because <laughs> you're covering up their chest. I don't even need no title. Brother, let me, let me ask you this. Are you going to carry seven or eight pounds more luggage when you've got a hundred pound snake, you know, and all this other shit to carry? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Don't want no fucking titles, man. 
Mm-mm. So you never had a desire to, to, to like, you never cared to, to be, be world, world champion. champion? No. I mean, I was champions lots of places, man. The North American champion, the North American champion there. What the fuck, you know? I don't really give a all I, here, here's what I want. I want a building full of people that are ready to romp and stomp and kick and shit and fart and run around in circles and yeah. whatever. Have fun. You know? Did you say uh, you masturbate their emotions? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania said that. Yeah, I remember he said Well, that. You, know, you know what happened there, don't you? Is before, before the induction, they came to me that morning at 10 a.m. And then says, Jake, this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so. They're your two writers for your speech tonight. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Hey, guys, come on in. Okay, what are we doing? Well, Jake, we got a telethon, and here's what we'll do. When you say this, we'll pop this up on the fucking the, the gizmo out there, telethon, whatever it is. And we'll just keep rolling. Then when you say this, the cue is this, you say that, and then that'll pop up there. I'm like, oh, okay, 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 I got it. So, you know, I'm, I'm writing all this bullshit down, you know. And then they bring the, the two girls over to me, the Bree sisters, and we're gonna walk out. As we're standing there to walk through the curtain, I wad up that fucking paper, boom, throw it over the back of my fucking head and walk on out of there. <laughs> and I do what I wanted to fucking say. Absolutely, and you earned it. You wanted it. So, I mean, what is your relation with Vince today? Or, you know, I mean, if you even He's still him. scared of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one person he said he was scared of. And not because I had more money than him, because I don't. Not because this, that, because he knows my mind. A mind you can overcome anything with if you use it properly. And uh, there's nothing out there that I want that I can't get with the mind that I have. I'm saying a lot. But I want to get into movies now, man. Uh, besides the porn that I do. <laughs> and uh, with those animals, it's kind of cheap. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, I saw you in Peter Butter Falcon. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Great I was going to ask you if you had any more, uh, any more projects in the works. Yeah, I do. I got two or three in the works. Actually, five in the works. But um, there's a lot of good things happening out there, guys. And But it's all back to that. Don't give up. Don't give up. We've had a tough year, bro. It's tough crazy year. And I'm afraid it's going to get a little crazier. But I just want to throw this out there in closing, this part of it. Guys, hold on to your asses, man. These short tempers don't do anything for anybody. Too many fingers being pointed. And it's all bullshit. They're playing you. Quit letting the man play you. He knows what to say to make you do that. Then once you do that, guess what? You're the bad guy. Don't be the bad guy. It's easy. Fuck them. Feed them fish. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jake the Snake, biopic. If you ever have a movie on you, who is going to play oh Jake Roberts? You know, that's a tough one, bro. Who's the young stud out there? I don't think there's anybody that hot. <laughs> I may have to just do a regraft. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I've had people ask me that two or three times. You know, I'm probably one of the very few guys that you've interviewed that actually has had his mustache interviewed. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came to me and told me they wanted to interview my mustache. I'm like, get the fuck out. 
And this was a serious magazine. That's fucking crazy. And they had already interviewed uh, Magnum Pete Magnum. You know, yeah. what's his name? What's his name? I'm sorry. What's his name? Burt Reynolds. They, they, they interviewed Burt Reynolds, and they, wanted to inter- <laughs> they wanted to interview me. I'm like, well, instead of interviewing me, why don't you interview the girls that rode me? Boom, boom, boom. Hey, Jake, you, you do the oh, yeah, yeah, oh, one-man yeah. show. I know you do yeah, that. Yeah, we man. have to do one, man. Oh, man. We got to get you on stage out of here. Yeah, man. I want to come back and do that, bro. We have I to do that. I would love to, man. You know, it's we... a good time. It, it's filthy, dirty story, but they're all through. <laughs> and um, it's a blast. And I can just go out there and cut loose. With that being said, uh, Jake, thank you so much for your time. Well, I want to come back, man, when I get a little more time underneath this thing here and uh, can, can do it. More justice, but uh, no. Hey, this I is bring great. You a book. Oh yeah, we, we got to do know? it. And no. then I'll bring you some of those nude photos you asked for. <laughs> as long as you autograph them. The snake, you know. <laughs> the snake. That, that, my friends, is Jake the Snake Roberts, unfiltered. Uh, make sure to follow him on Instagram. All that good stuff. The book is coming soon. Uh, make sure to stay tuned, stay locked in, and catch the show whenever we do the show. Thank you so much, Jake. Oh man, it's been a pleasure. Honor. Good we time. are proud of you. You already know. Thank you.